0: Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture, with me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. My name is Michael, and I hope you're ready for some exciting English listening practice today. I am feeling quite tired yeah, you know, I'm recording quite early in the morning now. It's a beautiful sunny day, but I'm a little bit self-conscious because my eyes look so sleepy. I don't know why. I guess I didn't, didn't sleep too well last night. So if you're watching the YouTube version of this episode, then please ignore my face as much as you can. But hello to you anyway. And yeah, there are two options now. So I mentioned this previously. You can listen on YouTube. You can also listen on the podcast app like normal. So just wherever you want to listen, it's pretty much the same. But I've kind of given you that option to have YouTube or podcast app. If you want to listen on YouTube or watch on YouTube, you can just type in Level Up English Podcast and you should find it there somewhere. But yeah, a little bit tired, but it should be okay. It should be okay. I feel good. It's just, I think it's just in my face really. (laughs) Today, I've got a topic all about mysteries, mysteries of the world, unsolved mysteries. And I think it's a really exciting topic and I'm looking forward to getting into this a bit more. Um, I've been quite busy recently and hopefully the members will have seen that as well. So over on Level Up English Membership, well, first of all, I've finally updated all of the transcripts. So now every single podcast episode has both a PDF transcript and a live transcript. The live transcript is where you can listen to the episode, and as you're listening, it will highlight the words that are being spoken. So it's a really good way to read and follow along while you're listening, and learn some vocabulary as well. And it took me so many days and hours to do, so I really hope that that is useful for people. So I've got all the transcripts on the membership. I've also added more courses. I've got group lessons. That's a big thing. So I started group lessons a couple weeks ago and that was really fun. We had a conversation class around, we had hobbies and culture and things like that. And if you want to join these group lessons, all you have to do is become a member. It's that simple. So we've got group lessons every couple weeks, maybe four lessons a month, something like that. I've started a new pronunciation course as well. So every week, every Tuesday, I'm planning to upload a new lesson, a video lesson on pronunciation. So I really hope you find that helpful too. And people have also been taking part in the weekly writing course. So there's so much stuff going on. I I really, really love my work at Level Up English. And hopefully that is shown through the content too. But um, yeah, people are writing every week about different topics and I'm correcting the writing. And it's really cool to see what people are doing and what people are coming up with. But yeah, if you're interested in that, you can just go to levelupenglish.school. And click on the members button at the top and you can find all of that information there. And if you have any questions, you can click the contact button. Okay, so by the way, no one has submitted any audio questions in a while. And I'm more than happy to come up with my own topics for the podcast. But if you have any questions about learning English or any topics you would like me to cover in these episodes you can go to levelupenglish.school slash podcast and there's a space at the bottom to record an audio message or a written message. And it's a nice way to have your voice heard on the podcast and it gives me some ideas for future episodes. So feel free to do that if you have a question for me. But okay, I will get into the topic of today now. As I said before, the topic is unsolved mysteries. I think it's an interesting one. So I'm going to go through a few different mysteries and talk about them and also use some grammar as well. So I'll talk about what that is now. I'll give you one example, first of all. So you might have heard of a famous place in England called Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Stonehenge for those who don't know is a circle of giant rocks, stones, right? And it's I think it's believed to be something like 5000 years old. It's incredibly old. It's maybe older than the pyramids in Egypt or maybe similar age, you know, of the pyramids. But it's like a circle of stones and What's really incredible about it is some of these stones are so huge. It's like the height of several people, like two or three people on top of each other. I've never been that close, so I don't know exactly how big they are. But I'm pretty sure the biggest stones might be like three or four people. That's how tall they are. And they are positioned upright in the ground. And some of them also have stones on top of them too. And it's kind of a mystery. It's a very famous spot in the UK. You might have seen it before. But it's kind of a mystery because people don't really know how they did this. As far as I know, people don't know. People did wonder for a long time what it could have been. And this is exactly the grammar that is very useful we can talk about today. So this is when we use modal verbs. A modal verb is like could, might, may, must can't these are modal verbs and we use them to speculate in this case in the past so speculate or speculation is making a guess about something the form of this grammar is subject like let's say it and then the modal verb could for example and then we say have and then we say the past participle verb, third form. So, for example, you might be wondering, why was Stonehenge made? And then you go, hmm, it could have been made. Yeah, it could have been made for religious purposes. It could have been made. Or we say it could have been a religious purpose. Could have been. So when we say could have, or might have, or may have, these all mean like, yeah, 50%, is possible, maybe, maybe, could have, might have, may have, yeah? If you want to say it really quickly, we would say could have, might have, may have, yeah, may have, sounds a bit strange, it may have been. And the been becomes been, right? could have been quickly becomes could have been, could have been. That's interesting. Must have means definitely, 100% must have been, definitely. And then can't have means no way, impossible, 0%. It can't be true. It can't have been true. Yeah. So regarding Stonehenge, as far as I know, it's a calendar of sorts. So I think the different stones represent seasons and months of the year, maybe days of the month as well. So it's this big solar calendar. As far as I know, You know, that's what I've seen online. And it's really fascinating that when we think of these primitive people from 5,000 years ago, we kind of think, you no, know, they weren't so smart. They were just beating things with their sticks, you know. <laughs> But I I think that they're a lot smarter than people give them credit for. And it's amazing. They were able to make this really intricate, complex calendar based on the sun and the seasons. Regarding how they built it, I feel like it's more of a mystery. I don't quite know. I, I heard one theory that... Let me go back to the grammar here. It might have been made with... I don't know how to describe it, but I've seen pictures online where it's like they've had like logs of wood, obviously circular logs, where the rocks are rolled across these logs, kind of like wheels, basically like wheels, and then using lots of ropes, they're able to kind of pivot the rock into the place in the ground. It's very hard to describe. I don't don't really know myself, but... It could have been, well, right, it could have, oh, well, okay, here, here's a simple one. Many people speculate, they guess, Stonehenge could have been placed by aliens. This is true. Many people actually believe it was aliens. So uh, that's much easier to explain than what I was trying to do. <laughs> Another kind of mystery are... Oh, okay. This is a good one. Bigfoot. Have you heard of Bigfoot? Bigfoot, there's a very famous picture of Bigfoot. If you Google Bigfoot, you search online, it's essentially a mythical creature who looks a little bit like a gorilla, but people say he's bigger and more human-like. You know, gorillas tend to be more on all four uh, limbs, hands and feet, but this bigfoot he stands on his two feet two back legs like a like a human mm. and many people debate whether bigfoot is real i believe he is supposed to live in oh, neighbors doing construction hopefully that's not too loud that's very annoying but i believe bigfoot is supposed to live in america or canada perhaps in the woods in there and Many people wonder whether he really exists. Like, is Bigfoot real? And personally, I don't believe it. I think he can't be real. He can't be real. It's impossible. And if we're using past tense, I could say that famous picture of Bigfoot in the forest, it must have been a man wearing a gorilla costume. It must have been, right? It must have been a man wearing a gorilla costume. I can't believe it was anything other than that. Let me know what you think. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Let me know in the comments below. Another similar one is the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster. So the Loch Ness Monster is supposedly like a monster that lives in Loch Ness, a lake up in Scotland. And it was photographed, I believe, in like the 1930s or something like that, a long time ago. And it looks kind of like a dinosaur or an elephant's trunk coming up out of the water. And people believe it's some dinosaur or big monster that's remained hidden in the lake. And It's a huge lake, by the way. It's a really, really big lake. So it's, you know, it's hard to find it if it were real. But again, I am very sceptical of this. I would love to believe in the Loch Ness Monster. But I'm very sceptical. I just can't believe that it's real. I know many people think it must have been a stick or a log floating in the water. There have been many stories though of people that have encountered the Loch Ness monster, but surprisingly very little photographic evidence. So that's what really makes me sceptical. You know, we've got photos and cameras in everyone's pockets these days, and yet no one has seen it. I suppose it could be possible that the Loch Ness Monster used to exist, but maybe now it's died because, who knows, pollution has killed off its food sources in the lake. Could be, but then you'd think we would find some evidence of its remains, right? So I'm very skeptical of that. But here we've got one in America, Bigfoot, one in the UK, Loch Ness Monster let me know. Leave a comment or send me an an email and tell me if you have any mythical creatures where you're from. Maybe some creatures that people kind of believe but are not so sure about. That would be interesting to hear. We have many more unsolved mysteries here. Oh, okay. This is a good one. This is Area 51. Area 51. So Area 51 is a military base in a remote part of the Nevada desert in the USA. And the reason why this is surrounded in controversy, or perhaps shrouded in mystery, that's a good term, shrouded in mystery. Shrouded is like covered, hidden in mystery, something like that. Mystery is all around this base. And it has many connections to extraterrestrials. That's a hard word to say. Um, E.T. for short. (laughs) Extra, I guess, means kind of outside. Terrestrial means Earth. So, it means outside Earth. Aliens, in other words, right? So, many people believe that this is a kind of military base where they do experiments on aliens and maybe they've got lots of alien technology and alien spaceships there. And there's many kind of sightings and UFO sightings around this area, lots of evidence or supposed evidence for this myth, for this mystery, but no hard proof, no hard proof that there are aliens there. And I remember as a kid, I was fascinated by Area 51 and I would even spend Maybe not hours, but I would spend some time on Google Maps over Area 51, like seeing if I could see any aliens, You know, as if I would be the first one to notice. But <laughs> it was really fascinating to me. And it's very mysterious. I think, of course, they want to be protective of their secrets because, you know, they've got maybe secret military equipment and technology that they don't want to be public in that base. But again, I don't want to be always so negative, but I'm sceptical that there are any aliens there. I do believe in aliens. I think, I think there are aliens in the universe, but I, I am not sure that they've been to Earth. The universe is so big, I think it's very unlikely that any aliens would have come to Earth, right? So I think... Any UFO sightings at Area 51, I would say it, it might have been military aircraft tests, right? It might have been these tests. So maybe the US military have these like really advanced flying drones and things like that. And they're testing them around the desert there. And people think they're UFOs. When really it's just military equipment and helicopters and drones and stuff like that. That's my assumption. But I am more than happy to believe in aliens if there's some proof. I really want to believe. (laughs) But yeah, let me know what you think about that one too. Let's see, another. Uh, This is kind of a mystery, I suppose. Cave paintings. There are these specifically There, I think it's the Magura, Magura Cave in Bulgaria. And there's some beautiful cave paintings. I don't know how old they are, but probably tens of thousands of years old. Really, really ancient paintings on the inside of a wall in a cave. And you can see some animals, maybe some deer. You can see people's handprints as well. This is really cool. So you've got the hands of the people who lived there. Um, small children's hands and adults' hands. And it's really cool to see that. I think it's nice. And people often wonder, like, why do people do these cave paintings? What's the meaning behind it? Like, is it some kind of message? What does it mean? And I'm always fascinated by ancient history. I think it's so cool. I would say, though, it, there's nothing so deep about these paintings. In my opinion, it must have been it must have been for you know perhaps artistic purposes. They want to express themselves artistically and creatively. I'm sure humans have wanted to do that for a long time. And also I think it's people have this like natural tendency to want to leave their mark on the world, don't they? So nowadays, we have people trying to change the world and become famous and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, back then, you couldn't really do anything that would, you know, help you be remembered, really. So I imagine, like, the people put their hands on the cave wall, perhaps to kind of immortalise themselves. Immortalise means make them live forever. And it worked, right? Long after they are gone, tens of thousands of years after they have died... We still have their handprint today. And yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I feel like that was the purpose, right? It was just to kind of represent the people living in their tribe. And it's like a nice mural, perhaps. But I know this kind of a visual thing. So what I will do, I will put these photos on the blog post, which you can find at levelupenglish.school podcast 151. So if you go there, you can see what I'm talking about. There'll also be a link in the podcast show notes. And yeah, let me know what you think about these as well. I'd also like to hear if you have any mysteries to suggest to me. Let me know what you think is the most fascinating mystery in the comments below. I love this topic and I hope you enjoyed hearing the ones I mentioned today. Yeah, I'm quite skeptical of a lot of them, as you can tell. But I just like thinking about them. Like, oh, what if they're real? What if they're real? You know. And when you do think about them, have a think of that grammar that we practiced today. The could have been, yeah, speculation with modal verbs. Very useful. Okay. I guess I'll leave it there. But a few things I can leave you with before we say goodbye today. On the private podcast this week, I've got some things coming up. So last week, a few days ago, I did an episode on the private podcast, which was advice to my younger self. Very personal episode where I was thinking, if I could meet younger Michael, what advice would I give him? And that was an interesting chat. So that's on the private podcast. And I've got another episode coming in a week or two talking all about what I'm doing differently this year, so how you can simplify your life and focus on the important things. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about how I'm doing that and my progress with my New Year's resolutions in the first couple months of the year. So that's coming up soon on the private podcast available for members. But yeah, let's go to a couple podcast reviews now to say thank you. So I got one from Samar SS, who said, I really love your podcast with two hearts. (laughs) So thank you very much, Samar. That's a nice, simple review from Saudi Arabia. And another from Saudi Arabia from, I can't read your name because it's in Arabic. It's 12 something Arabic. And it says, this amazing podcast has been my partner for around two years and it was my partner as well in preparing for my IELTS exam, which uh, tomorrow is the speaking section of it. So when did you post that? This was a couple of weeks ago. So I really hope the speaking exam went okay. Send me an email. Let me know how it went. Hopefully it went okay for you. Um, anyway, continue. I'm spending the last moments hearing some episodes to calm myself down and get more knowledge, hopefully. Thank you, Michael. That's so exciting. I'm really happy to hear that. I always think it's so important to try to be as calm as possible before an exam. And hopefully I can help in some way. That's nice to hear. So thank you, both of you, to your reviews today. Let's end with a quote from Instagram. This quote is by Tom Reynolds, who says, I'm always impressed by people who can speak another language. Two people talking what sounds like utter gibberish, yet making complete sense to each other, never fails to entertain. So I like this one. This phrase, utter gibberish, utter means completely, utterly. I'm utterly stupid. I'm completely stupid. For example, gibberish, gibberish means like nonsense. You're kind of blah, 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 blah. you're not making any sense. You're talking like a crazy person. So I love this way of thinking because when you hear a foreign language, it is gibberish, right? It's just random sounds and it's unbelievable that to me it's just noise, but to some people there's meaning and emotion and All this stuff behind these words, behind these sounds. And I like thinking about this way. So when you think about English, it's maybe easy to forget that in the past, it was gibberish for you. So now I guess you can understand me, right? If you're listening to me. But in the past, it would have just been like but just noise. And I think thinking about this really makes you appreciate how far you've come. It's really amazing. So give yourself a pat pat on the back because you have transformed this gibberish into comprehensible sounds. So good job. (laughs) I'll leave it there for today, but thank you for watching and listening. And I will see you next week for episode 152. Have a good week. Goodbye for now. you have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.